Yo, what's going on everyone? It's Brian and Jim here with Drink a Beer and Play Game, and welcome to another episode of the Power Hour. Jim, go ahead, do your little intro. I have an intro? Yeah. Since when? Since I told you to have an intro. <laughs> oh. Once again, I am not prepared. Anyway, what's going on, guys? Today is the 12th of June, right in the heart of E3 season, which is a fucking nightmare to keep up with on Twitter and goddamn YouTube, but to be hypocrites, we will be talking about it tonight. But first, as always, we start with our beer. And I'm drinking two different ones, but the first one I'm drinking is the Snickerfritz Imperial Milk Stout by Sakoni Creek. It is a chocolate cherry milk stout. Salt it Creek. is from... Cut Creek. That's what it is. Um, yeah, you know what? They don't have anything... Um, they don't have any fancy shit on here. Just says crafted with berries and... Or cherries and chocolate. And what's the alcohol? 8%. So, you know what? Strong aroma and a few sips I've had so far taste pretty good. So what are you drinking? Uh, I am going back to my Weyerbacher Blithering Idiot. So... I still am polishing off that case of random beers. As I mentioned before with the Weyerbachers, they make really strong beer. It's a barley wine ale tonight, and it's 11.1%. Um, Ooh. Yeah. I'm already done one of these, and I'm about to crack open another because I started a little early tonight. But uh, this beer is just so goddamn delicious, but I can already feel my goddamn tongue salivating. So it's going to be a... It's going to be an interesting podcast. I'm going to try and keep my shit together and not sound like a blithering idiot. You see what I did, Jim? I used the name of the beer. Oh! <laughs> pun terrific. Puntastical. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, punty, punty, punt, punt. Before we get started on our topics, because we have a good amount, uh, there is some... Some big good, news? Yeah, some big and exciting and good news for all of you out there who are just listening to us. Uh for a while, we've been doing this podcast strictly on YouTube, and it wasn't for any reason other than a lot of technical issues I was having trying to get it on our website due to, you know, file size, upload size limits, and then, of course, people were asking us, why don't you put this on iTunes? Well, I'm proud to announce that they are all available. Now, right now, I only have the first three uploaded. Um, probably by the end of the week, I'll have all the episodes up until this one. So just bear with me, but now you can download it, listen to us on the go, and if for any reason you're having an issue with iTunes, go to our actual site and you can download the file directly there. So whatever's easiest for you, um, this is something you guys asked for. I worked my ass off to get it working, so it's up there now. Hope you guys appreciate it, and I think it gives Jim and I a little bit more motivation to definitely take these podcasts a little more seriously. We really want to do this every single week. We have very crazy schedules, but if we know you guys are out there listening, especially now on iTunes, then we'll definitely make the added effort for you, for everyone. Yeah, try to make this a legit podcast, and uh, I don't really do this a lot, but I will give you credit, you son of a bitch, because you did bust <laughs> your ass to get us up on there, so good work, you bastard. Yeah, well, I'm just glad we're there. Hopefully there's no further issues. And uh, for any of our friends who listen, if you ever need help getting a podcast on iTunes, I can help you because it is a lot of friggin' hoops you got to jump through. So with that being said, you know, we will go ahead and get started. 
the first thing actually is something I posted, Jim. I don't know if you had a chance to actually dig into it. But uh, there was a thing that was released on mensjournal.com, and it was 33 surprising corporate breweries that kind of portray themselves as craft breweries. Now, I'm not going to get into the specifics about the definition of craft versus, you know, the major brewery. It all kind of boils down to, you know, how much percent ownership is a, from a larger brewery and how much you actually brew. Uh, there are, like, I guess, certain guidelines. And some of these breweries on this list kind of surprised me. So, Jim, I don't know. Do you actually have it open right now? Yeah, I've got it in front of me. All right, so f- why don't you go through, you don't have to go through all of them, but go through the ones that maybe did and didn't surprise you from that list. All right, well, the first one that didn't surprise me was Blue Moon because we told the story before how back in college we thought this was some new craft brewery and it's really owned by Chorus. So that did not come as a surprise. Um, Elysian, I was surprised that that was owned by Anheuser-Busch. Founders, um, well, I've never heard of Mal San Miguel, so um, I guess 30% it's still 70% its own thing, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> but I'm just surprised by the amount of, like, Anheuser-Busch, basically the big three of America, of Bush, Coors, and Miller, have been scooping these guys up is what I'm saying from this list. So if you get a little bit of um, notoriety to yourself, you're probably going to be gobbled up. Like, Line and Kugel, I didn't really expect to be, like, a quote-unquote microbrew at this point anymore. You know, more of, like, a bigger craft, but uh, it's owned by Miller Coors, so. Yeah. Uh, uh, Kona, I was surprised about. Yeah. The ones that really got me were, um, well, Elysian, I definitely, that, I was shocked when it was bought. I think it was bought last year, because that has some really good beers, but you know, I heard about that sale, so I knew about it. But the bigger ones for me are, of course, Founders, Lagunitas, which we've talked about on the site a multiple a number of times. Goose Island, for how goddamn rare some of their beers are and how expensive they can go for, especially their bourbon barrel age stuff. I was shocked. I definitely thought that was craft. Um, then just going through the rest, uh, Terrapin kind of took me for a surprise the rest of them i'm not gonna lie i know i know just kind of offhand and some of them i don't know at all but i mean i guess the one thing the purpose of this list i don't know if they're trying to suggest people don't go to these breweries to me that would be kind of shitty uh i don't i don't care really if something is craft or not i just care do you make a good beer uh, obviously Jim and I are huge supporters of more local breweries. We're very big on our PA beers and craft brewers and give them your business as much as you can. But Hey, shit, if like Ballast Point makes one of your favorite beers and that's one of the more popular, you know, craft beer people out there, then buy whatever you like. So who really cares yeah. who, who has a hand in it? It just, I don't know. People get yeah. too upset about stupid the- shit like that. Yeah, at the end of the day, if you like a beer, just drink it. Like, don't be like, oh, it's a goddamn... Oh, I had no idea Shock Top was owned by Anheuser-Busch, which Shock Top's been around a while, so I'm not surprised that that's, you know, with how widely distributed that is. But it's just one of those things. I mean, people get popular, they're going to sell to, you know, a high bidder. Sometimes there's offers you can't turn down. So, yeah, a lot of these I've had before. Some of these I have never heard of, but I'd like to try. And 
it's not going to stop me from drinking it knowing that it's owned by, you know, Anheuser-Busch. Like, Budweiser isn't even owned by Americans anymore. It's owned by Germans. So what are you going to do? It happens to everyone. Yeah. Stop no, being agree. a snob and drink your beer. No, I definitely agree. Uh, all right. So the next one, Jim, I'm going to rely a little bit more on you for this. But it was another topic I brought pulled up. Um, it was eight beers you should stop drinking immediately. And this is one of those, like, random-ass Facebook links that I've seen multiple times. Uh, I'm just going to real quick just read off or try and spout off what I remember from it. Essentially, it's warning you about all these beers, well, these eight specific beers that have either GMOs or, uh, I guess, like caramel coloring or whatever chemicals in it that could be carcinogenic or just really bad for your health. Um, Non-surprising, a lot of the ones that made this list tend to be, you know, Coors, Bud, Miller, because they have, what is it, GMO corn additives or something, which is obviously shitty for you, or, you know, it has, like, high fructose corn syrup. So it's another interesting one where, at least this this article, I give it a little more credit that I think they're just trying to let people know in case you didn't know, because I certainly didn't know about any of this. Um, and this comes from to us from, what is it, antinews.com. IN, whatever the hell that is. The Anti-News Network. Yeah. So, Jim, I don't know if you want to go through the beers. Just uh, read yeah. off kind of the I'll highlights. I'll do a quick rundown. So, here is the list of some harmful ingredients commonly found in beer. GMO corn syrup. GMO corn high fructose corn syrup. Fish bladder. Mmm. Propylene glycol. Monosodium glutamate. Natural flavors. Why are natural flavors bad? GMO sugars, caramel coloring, insect-based dyes. Mm. Is that like red tick beer? <laughs> uh, Damn it. Carrageegan. Huh? Huh? BPA, whatever that is. And lots more. I'm scared of that lots more. But breaking down the list, we have Newcastle Brown Ale, Budweiser, Corona Extra, which I stopped liking after I turned 19, Merlite, Light, Michelob Ultra, Guinness, Coors Light, Paps Blue Ribbon, which always gives me bloody shits, and we go Jeez. to some healthy beer alternatives, which are... All right, we can go into that in a minute, because that's a lot there. But yes, a lot of the big-name beers in uh, at least the United States. Not a lot of surprises here, but maybe Newcastle? I wasn't expecting to see that. Well, especially because of what it's pointing out, like the carcinogenic, I guess, whatever the caramel coloring is. The one that got me was the Guinness, um, the fish bladder shit. Um, and then they had a note Damn that Irish. I guess, Initially, they had uh, high fructose corn syrup, and then they were contacted and revised, and now they no longer use that in their beer. So, you know, they got their shit together, essentially, I guess. But, um, yeah, I guess you never... The, the big thing, and what I think really drove this, is that beer doesn't have to list its ingredients and it's not fda approved and you don't really know what you're drinking i mean other than if they include the type of hops or whatnot and i get it because especially beer you kind of want to hide the secret to to your recipe although most beers are made with the same exact ingredients it's just the quantity and how you introduce them into the beer that makes a flavor difference but i mean if you're coors or any of these other companies and you have you know, the corn syrup or any of that GMO corn. Uh, yeah, I think you probably should have to report that because 
everyone's you know so health conscious now and i guess if it's something that could cause cancer you probably should identify that but that's just me no take the risk damn it if i'm gonna go grain the liver i might as well go down fighting but But, uh wouldn't you want to do it with a good beer uh yeah that's (laughs) what i want to do but some of the uh beers that are good for you according to this list we have the organic beers which some of the bigger names on here are Dogfish Head, uh, Brooklyn, and those are the only ones I really recognize as like big name guys. Yeah. But Nick went agreed. Names are available. So. Yeah. We have our non organic, which are unpasteurized and unfiltered. So Sierra Nevada, Dogfish Head, Victory's got a lot of them. Uh, Wyan Hoppenstuff and Hoffer, whatever that is. Oh, Hogarden. Look at that. So now I can drink all the Hogarden I want and say that I'm drinking health food. Damn it, Jim. And apparently Heineken's good for you. So I'll be damned on that one. Gives me a headache, but besides that. (laughs) But yeah, it's an interesting list. Uh, Once again, a lot of beers I don't recognize, but I guess if you're the health conscious type, which I am obviously not, uh, it's definitely (laughs) a list you want to be. It's a nice little guide point for you. Oh, Chambers. Uh, yeah, no, like I said, it is, uh, like anything else, you should know what you're drinking and you should be more educated on what you're drinking. Uh, it is fascinating though that, you know, beer, which came about because, ah, fuck it. That's a whole history thing I'm not going to get into, but yeah. Yeah. Who knows what people did over time, but Bri, 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 Bri. What? You know, it's one beer that I see that is not on this list for being bad for you. Go on. Keystone. Keystone Light. Is it because it's just made of water? <laughs> Healthy water. Bodies need water, Brian. It's water in the used hops from another brewery. Yeah, I think it's like the bottom of the barrel shit from uh, Coors Light, but you know what? Apparently it's healthy, so now I can sit back with pride <laughs> Jim, as I Jim, slam some stones. Jim, I think the term uh, healthy is very relative. No beer is Right, exactly it's not on the healthy. list. <laughs> It's not on the list, Bri. It means it's definitely goddamn good. God damn it, Jim. Stop using your flawed logic. Bri, it's not a fallacy. It's perfect logic. The next topic, um, and one that I fully expect you to do, Jim, <laughs> is... <God damn. laughs> so I'm going to post two links in the description below, and if you're listening to us on iTunes or you download this, um, I'll explain it the best I can. So for anyone who's ever played GTA San Andreas, then you know there is a specific mission. It's called like drive through where Big Smoke orders an insane amount of food, uh, you know, through the drive through I'm not even going to list it all, but there's like a ton of items. So people doing what they do best with a game they love, someone really took the time to break down, well, what does that really mean? Because obviously he's ordering it from a fake video game you know fast food franchise franchise so he's saying things like i'll take a number nine with cheese and number nine without cheese number six with more dipping sauce and this guy said okay well you know through a reddit which is in the link below you can see his logic of what must be included in this food so jim if you have that reddit open do you uh let me go to the reddit i'm at the article right now Oh, right. here it is. Central Reddit thread. 
Yeah, so as Jim, Jim is actually going to read off what this guy attempted to, well, didn't attempt to, he actually did eat. So once he got confirmation on what he believes is in this order, he ordered all this food, and there's a video online, and that's in the description as well, of him eating all this. And I think it's something like 9,000 calories, which is friggin' insane. But Jim, why don't you read off what's in that order? <laughs> okay, well, apparently it went to Reddit or 4chan. or Yeah, I think it's a 4chan article, actually. So right now the mouse turned into Pepe the Frog with Hillary Clinton as a dog. Well, so good old internet. Yeah, it should just be and on the Reddit it's... link that I gave you. All right, well, here we go. A little tough to read here, but five regular fries, one large fry. Four regular sodas, two large sodas, five burgers, one six-pack of nuggets, one chicken wrap, one salad, and it was also revealed that the smoke ate everyone else's food as well, which included one salad, one chicken wrap, three sodas, and two more burgers. Holy crap. So... The guy who made who who redid this or you know did this challenge, even though it's it's not a fucking challenge. And it's a little Asian guy. Yeah, it's it's not a challenge at all. It, nobody said like, oh, this is something you should try. This guy he gets off on doing things like that, and kudos to him for being able to eat that friggin' much and not get a heart attack. Jesus. But uh, yeah, I I love that someone number one took the time to figure out what the hell was in this and then went ahead and ordered this. So my question for you, Jim, is one. On a bet, would you ever do that challenge? On a bet? Yeah. I'd probably give it a shot. I'd probably shit myself halfway through, but... (laughs) (laughs) Actually, no, at this point, I probably wouldn't. I think being in my uh, 30s and 30 years of living the life I have, I don't think I'd survive this. So maybe I'll say no. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. um, I guess, has there ever been anything in a video game that you saw food wise or drink wise that you're like man i would love to try and do that in real life um that is a good question nothing's jumping off to me right down right out of the gate but yeah i don't have any idea i've never thought about like anything food wise from a game and been like oh i wish i could try that so hopefully you have an idea of something yeah of course i do <laughs> uh mine would have to be skyrim of course, and some black, was it Blackbriar mead? That, like, really specialty mead in that game? Just oh, like, yeah, yeah. I mean, just like any open-world game, Bethesda tends to go balls crazy into the, you know, naming things or saying, like, sticking with realistic details. And if I can remember correctly and don't, you know, if I'm wrong and I said the wrong one, I think everyone knows if you've played skyrim there's a mission where you're supposed to find a specialty mead i'm pretty sure it's blackbriar could be something else but i'm like damn something that's this crazy that's forcing you know you to do a whole mission it must taste goddamn delicious so that would be something i would love to see someone how just like they made those mortal Kombat beers make it the skyrim official blackbriar mead because i do love me some mead so that's something if you're a brewer out there get on that shit stop fucking around yeah, there'll always be an audience for it. I mean, shit. I always wanted to try Duff Beer, and I eventually got to do that down in Florida at Disney. So, I mean, that was fun. Even but, though it just tasted like 
you know, a nail. Yeah. Or a logger, so. All right, so now moving on, probably what's going to take up most of our time for today's episode, we're going to start talking about E3. <sighs> now, Jim and I have mentioned, we're not avid followers of E3. Like, we'll get the highlights. And as of today, as of right now, we've only seen the stuff related to Xbox because today was the day they released a PlayStation information, and tomorrow is Nintendo, I believe. So with that being PlayStation's said... PlayStation's actually going on right now as we speak uh ubisoft went earlier today and e3 was or e3 obviously uh ea was saturday night i think friday or saturday night something like that they had one of the first presentations okay so i've only seen the xbox stuff i'm sure jim you're in the same boat um but there are some things we highlighted that we just wanted to talk about real fast just give our very uneducated opinion um Extremely uneducated. Jim, this first one you can talk about since you put it up there and I watched that video and it was definitely cringeworthy. Oh yeah, this one this one got me a little hard because God damn it, Jim. <sighs> so long story short, Jesse Whelan or just no no, his name's Jesse. He's from the show on YouTube that was popular called Prank vs. Prank or Boyfriend vs. Girlfriend. And it was a prank show between this couple, and they were actually living out of the uh, Philly area, so, ugh. But they, um, Oh, was this that little bitch that him and his girl broke up, and they're, like, made that little crying video? Yes, that was that. <laughs> oh, and then the ones that the people, like, all over you, it got, like, 50 million views because people pretend to actually care about them. They eventually became vloggers, and they are fucking popular, but I... Uh, vloggers I find obnoxious. So Oh, that guy's such a yeah. cock. I can't wait till he goes home and she's banging some fucking... Wow. So, <laughs> basically, without getting that vicious, holy shit. Um, he was invited by EA to present something or other, and holy crap did he bomb. He bomb, 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 bombed. And it just comes down to, like, it's, it's a rough watch. It's short, but it's really rough to sit through. Um, I don't feel bad for him, but... It's just one of those things where I don't understand how these video game companies don't get it at this point, that this isn't what gamers want to see. Like, if you get a big YouTube gamer, then fine, whatever. If you get, you know, Markiplier or PewDiePie or, you know, KSI or whatever his name is. You know, if you get those guys in there, fine, that makes sense. But why do you get a vlogger? I'm guessing because YouTube's turning into the new TV and teenagers know YouTube people more than actual TV and movie stars, but... It's not going to draw people in to watch this conference. Gamers barely watch these things. But yeah, I just get deuce chills from them, so I got off on watching them crash and burn. Yeah, so the video is in the description, and if you're just listening to us, just look it up. Uh, it, it is so terrible, and like Jim just said, I mean, this guy... Like Jim said, he has nothing to do with games. I don't know why. I get why he was there. Like Jim said, oh, it's someone popular. Let's just, who can we get on to come do some presentations for us? But, I mean, maybe that's going to be the new model for a lot of things, like TV or whatever, as they keep realizing, oh, this uh, YouTube popularity has something. Like, I, I always, I'm always fascinated by those YouTubers who are huge that I really have no idea who they are. Um and this is just in our case of one of those guys. So, yeah, whatever. I just hope maybe now companies will rethink before just adding some random son of a bitch. I don't know. 
They won't. Nah, they won't. But one can hope. But yeah, I enjoyed that quite a bit. So, so yeah, that was a thing of beauty. Um, so what's next? What is it? The Bethesda thing you have here? Or the Microsoft? So, yeah, the, the next one is actually just a general talking about what was revealed for the Xbox One X. And, you know, some of the... Formerly Project Scorpio. Yeah. So some of the things that they revealed for it and... You know, oh, actually, hold on. Before we get into that, what do you think about the name? I don't care. Uh, it, it, call it whatever. I mean, Xbox One X, actually, I kind of like that they're just sticking with it instead of becoming Project Scorpio. Uh, just be consistent in your names. So, it don't matter to me. Yeah, actually, I'm in the different boat where I don't think it's a good idea. Um, I, they already have the Xbox One S, and not that I want to give Projard any credit, but One S, Xbox One X, it sounds a little too similar. It's almost like the Wii U all over again, where is the general gaming public, you know, the casuals, the moms buying Christmas gifts, really going to be able to differentiate one between the other? They're going to buy the cheaper ones, so I think it might actually wind up hurting the bottom line for the Xbox One S. Not that it's really anything more than a very specific audience for it anyway, but I don't know. I think Scorpio, at least, or something different, would have let it be a little more out there and make it its own thing that's just my opinion yeah but the only thing about that is like i mean i i don't know how your parents were but think about like it didn't matter what Cheap. the no well it didn't matter what the hell your system was called uh mom i want a super i want a super nintendo well don't you already got a nintendo like why what what is this other thing so you're always as a kid gonna go through that time where you gotta explain what it is you want to your parents and whether they're going to buy it or not is not going to come down to it's the Xbox One X or, you know, I think we're in a culture now where, what the fuck was that, Jim? That was me tasting a new beer and going, God damn it. Um, you know, we have iPhone, iPhone S. It, like, everything is just the version, just another little letter. I think that's just the way it goes. And it's funny, Pro Jared, of all people, will point out something about Xbox naming when... You know, he is a Nintendo fanboy, and I know you just mentioned the fact that it's like Wii, Wii U, all that shit, but I don't know. Who who really gives a shit? You know, Scorpio sounds a little cooler, I'll admit that, but I'm not going to get confused if I have to say Xbox One X. Because just like we've talked about in the past, uh, what is the new PS4 called? Is it PS4 Pro? PS4 Pro. Yeah. Like... Those aren't the actual new consoles. These are just updates of the old ones. Like I don't I doubt there's going to be by the time they start thinking of doing exclusives for the Xbox One X that are only that, I'm sure it'll if be If they really do Xbox. it. Yeah. So, you know, it's a, it's an update. It's 4K, it's P, it's VR. Um it it's just a quick update to get us through the gap. So, like I said, it don't matter to me, but what is interesting is that just like the PS4 Pro, you know, this is priced at 500 which for what it offers, uh, it's kind of like the PS4 Pro that me and you talked about. If you don't already own an Xbox One, that's a great option. Just go directly to that. If you want 4K stuff, you know, I still think it's, we probably got what, like you think, two years, three years before all TVs, all systems and games themselves can even render in 4K. Because there's not that much shit that can even render in 4K that's like fully worth it at this point. Um, no, nah, not yet. 
So you still got a little bit of time with that, but you know the fact that if you're really going to get into the VR, you know it's a great choice for you. And obviously the thing I really enjoyed, I couldn't tell from what was shown on E3, but when they're talking about the Xbox being backwards compatible, um, was it saying Xbox One and the One X or just the One X? Um, that's a good question. I was under the impression that everything was going to be backwards compatible with uh, the original Xbox now. I think they're probably just doing a patch the same way they did with the uh, the 360 games. Which is such a goddamn... Like, like <laughs> people I know love this shit on, especially because Xbox One started off so terribly with all the things they were going to do or whatever. But Xbox 360 games on Xbox Ones have completely reinvigorated me to play a lot of those games. And there's a ton of them on there right now that... Shit, if I'm already playing my Xbox One, I don't have to go back to my 360 and play. I enjoy that. And now that if they include the original Xbox games, holy shit. Because a lot of those games already, you, unless you, if you didn't update your Xbox 360 with the correct patch, then you could still do most of the games backwards compatible with that system. But a lot of people did do the update, so you're kind of screwed. Um... I think that's a great thing, and it's something I hope... Uh, well, you know, like, PlayStation, they have their store where you need to rebuy the games, which, you know, you can play PS1 or PS2 games. But I think the fact that your Xbox is just making it compatible is what most companies should do, <coughs> Nintendo. <clears throat> so, yeah, instead of always making you rebuy the same game 12 times over, just fucking make your things backward compatible. Well, uh, to Nintendo's credit, besides the Switch, oh, every console Nintendo has been at least. Fanboy. I am not a Nintendo fanboy. <laughs> you get the Wii but U. But I got to be fair sudden... here. No, every listen, listen, ass butt. With the exception of the Switch and well, yeah, the well, no, actually the GameCube with the adapter. Um, every, besides the Switch, every console was at least in some way backwards compatible. So I'll give them a little bit of credit there. But I got to say, as far as Microsoft going back to the original Xbox. That's a smart move because I'm, I mean, I'm the more social media guy of, you know, for the site. And I see a lot of random people going, shit, I might just buy an Xbox One now just so I can play my original Xbox games. So it's striking a chord with people. And I know there is that article recently that was saying, I forget where it was from, but there is a study that was done out of a lot of time and study going how maybe 2% of gameplay on the Xbox One was of 360 games. So, I mean, that's not a lot in the grand scheme of things, but it's still drawing people in. And I think the original Xbox with that library will just draw people in more. You tell a Halo fanboy that they can play his copy of Halo 2 without needing the shitty Master Chief Edition, that'll bring people into the Xbox One S. Or the Star Wars fans who want to play Knights of the Old Republic and shit like that. So, I think it's a really smart move. And they're still losing the console war at this point as far as sales go, so anything they can do to boost up sales... PS, PS4 still winning? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that like I said... By a lot. X, Xbox One, they, you know, we know how bad they fucked up and about, you know... Oh, yeah. Now, they turned, turned it around in my eyes by not doing the whole online forever and this and that. But whatever. It, it's a big turnaround, and I'm still going to argue with you about the whole Nintendo being... Having backwards about. compatibility, because it didn't, but, you know. What didn't? 
none of their systems because they were all completely different. One went CD, then it went cartridge. They, they had the Nintendo store once we started, and then you had to rebuy all the old shit you probably already owned. GameCube was compatible with Game Boy Advance and Game Boy games. Oh, boy. Wii was compatible with Game Boy games. Wii U was compatible with Wii games. And a Switch isn't compatible with shit. Well, and then speaking of... The, well, no, okay, that's a different topic. We'll, we'll hold that for later. Um, All right. But the other thing about the Xbox One X... I don't know... Once again, this is where I didn't read that well into it, but... Were they saying that for the Xbox One and One X that there was something like eighteen exclusives announced, and they they announced a lot of exclusives for just I think the whole Xbox One brand. Okay, um, one game, well, two games I'm really excited for, and once again, don't crucify me if I'm getting these wrong because I'm halfway through this beer again and it's strong. Uh, we Happy Few, which is like set in this dystopian London. 1950s or six i think it's 1960s it's a crazy looking game and it's kind of a horror drama uh looks really cool and then oh you might know this jim the adventures of cuphead or cuphead which is like no just cuphead which i can't wait for i cannot wait for that game i'm so excited. i will definitely be buying that that looks amazing for those of you who don't know Go watch a YouTube video of what this game's going to be. It's set in like a 1930s, 40s style cartoon. And it's a side-scrolling shoot-em-up. And it looks frigging... It just looks amazing. This is one of those games that... The gameplay looks cool. Even if it's not, just by how cool it looks, you're going to probably enjoy it. The yourself. art style. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, yeah. like... I grew up on, like, mid-90s Cartoon Network. That was all I watched when I was a kid. So before they had their own cartoons, they would always play those, not even Looney Tunes before then, like Mary Melody's cartoons from the 30s and 40s. So I grew up on all that old Tex Avery shit, and it looks just like it. I love the art style. I can't wait to play it. Like Steamboat Willie and And that's coming in... Well, that's Disney, but even... Yeah, around that same era, around then, a little after, a little before, so... Nice. Now, that that's a game I'm definitely one of the few I'll get brand new, but it looks awesome. Um, yeah, I mean, there's a new Assassin's Creed game. There's a new Forza, as you would expect. Um, there's an Evil Within. Metro, two. another Metro game. Metro. Yeah, Bethesda. Bethesda's conference, they talked about having Evil Within 2. Uh, VR for Skyrim and Fallout 4, I think. Um, and Doom. And Doom, yeah, that's right. So let me ask you. So obviously, and, you you love the shit out of Doom as well. Uh, oh yeah. Does hearing things like that, like those games, make you want to get VR anymore? Like I, I don't even know if you really want to get it, but like you know, hearing that, does that at least give you hope that like, well, if I get it, it's not going to be a waste? No, because um, I still don't think the technology's proven yet, at least for you know people to go out and justify buying one. And fucking Bethesda's make they're charging you to get these add-ons to get the VR packs. So I think that's kind of shitty because Resident Evil 7, they just kind of included it or had it as free DLC to have the VR portion of Resident Evil 7. And Bethesda's making you pay, especially for older games. So I'm well, not me, exactly crazy about that. Let me play devil's advocate. I mean, Resident Evil 7, by the time that came out, VR was a little bit more off its feet. And... I guess with games like Doom and Skyrim, maybe they just couldn't do it. Like, they didn't have... It wasn't ready for it, so they kind of have to... I mean, they don't have to charge. 
but is that maybe a reason for it? I don't like it either, but is could that be the reasoning behind it? I mean, Skyrim came out in 2011, and Doom, yeah, it came out in 2016, but I think that was still when it was all really in development, so maybe they were waiting there. I, I think they're just latching on. That's all I think is what they're doing. Yeah. Which, I mean, cool, you can get your use out of the VR headsets, which, I mean, God knows you need more experiences with them, but... I still think it's a little assy that they're going to charge you for it. Yeah. Because both of those games made more than enough money that they could just give it away. Let's be honest here. Two gigantic hits. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, they don't They don't need to, but it's uh, Bethesda does a lot of things I really enjoy, but they're like every other company where, like, I. it's almost like when you... You have a shitty friend who, you know, like, you just don't rely on them anymore. And you, and a lot of these companies, you just, you don't even expect them to do the right thing. You're just, I hear news like that and I'm like, yeah, that's pretty much par for the course and it's shitty. But, like, people are still going to, if you're going to get VR, why would you not get Skyrim? Why would you not get Doom? So, like, it's like, the only way to stop that would be people not buying it. And we know they're going to, so... But yeah, the big news from Bethesda was obviously Wolfenstein 2 is coming out, which is pretty awesome. I didn't get the chance to play Wolfenstein 1, but I hear amazing things. Yeah, the new and order, judging by I, how I good, have it. It's pretty yeah. damn good. And just by how good fucking Doom was, like, I trust Bethesda right now with first-person shooters. And also, yeah, um, they're going back to the well of charging for mods on consoles, which is... Or maybe well, just in general, but... Here's the thing, I had a and I don't have the article open. Um, what I find interesting is they said not only Bethesda created mods, but community created mods. And it's not directly charging. It's like whatever, I don't know what the hell they mean by credits. Um, which obviously does translate to money in some way or another. But that's kind of interesting now. If you are someone who created a mod and you're not Bethesda, do you get a cut of that? That's a good question. You, I would it, assume you'd have to get it through some kind of quality control or something like that, unless it's another Steam green lighting through. But, but yeah, you'd think, like, you would hope you wouldn't be working for free. And that's where I'm absolutely fine with the mod. I mean, if, if you're a PC person, uh, you know, you've enjoyed mods, but if somebody puts a legit time and it's a fan and they you know, want to make the game better and they want to make a little money off of it, that's kind of not bad. Um, if it's Bethesda, I think that's really shitty. And especially, like, if... I don't know what the what the charge or the uh. pricing structure... God damn it, Jim. I don't know what <laughs> the charging or the pricing structure will be, but, yeah, I'm, I'm not a fan if Bethesda decides to charge. But like you said, if it's a fan, if it's a way for someone, a develop, you know, a developer, someone's learning their skills, and they make something, like, completely game-changing, and they want to charge you, like, two or five bucks, whatever. Like, it's, it is what it is. Um, if you're a PC gamer, you'll find a friggin' torrent, or you'll do something and get it for free one way or another. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of funny that they're going back to this well, too, because they were going to do this originally with Fallout 4 on consoles. And well, they, I think there was some big controversy where it like never even made its way to PlayStation. So it's still not really a proven kind of thing. Like, the mods never showed up. It, well, I know I have, you know, for the Xbox One, I got 
you can download any community mod to your Fallout 4. So, right. I, I can do But yeah, it. they came out on the Xbox, but I don't think they ever reached PlayStation when they were supposed to. So, I think that was a big controversy sometime last year or earlier this year. I don't remember. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Controversy. Right, excited for State of Decay 2? Uh, yeah, if it actually comes out. Um, I remember when they did the year one edition, it was actually kind of funny because we reviewed the game on our site and it was when we did like just so much more effort into our written reviews versus our, just our video reviews. And the developer actually contacted us and was like, Hey, like play year one, like when it's coming out and I did buy it and I played it and I was like, it's not that much fucking different. Like what the hell? Like I just repaid money for the kind of a slightly updated game. But I love State of Decay. Don't get me wrong. Jim and I, we've talked about it. We reviewed it. And it's a game that uh, has a good thought. All it needs is the ability to play in a community setting or, like, with other people. And I think you're golden with that game. But that's probably the most realistic zombie simulation game I've seen thus far. Yep. Oh, yeah. There is There is some really good simulation aspects to it. Like, you really felt like... You were not overpowered. You had to survive in that. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, I, I guess a few more notables from the Xbox, at least, was uh, Life is Strange, a new one of that's coming out. I didn't play the first one, but people seem to love the first one. Um, a bunch of random uh, MMORPGs console-based, which, hey, that's cool. Nothing I'll get. Maybe I'll get the Dragon Ball Z fighting game when it gets a little cheaper down no, the line. Won't. But I will. I have some for the GameCube and the PS2. And you don't play them. I played the shit out of those. Mm-hmm. Bullshitter. I will have you know, buddy. Bullshitter. So, yeah. Xbox had a good showing this year, I'll say that. Bethesda's was a little weak, but Wolfenstein 2, very cool. Um, EA, I couldn't tell you a single game was coming out, because I just watched the guy bomb and that was it. Uh, <laughs> Ubisoft, people are freaking out because Good and Evil, or Beyond Good and Evil 2 is finally coming out, so that was the big news there. And... Yeah, like I said, uh, I don't think... Did PC have theirs? I think PC had theirs, but I didn't hear anything about it. Um, Sony's going on right now. Nintendo has their Nintendo Direct tomorrow, so we'll see how the rest of this shit goes. Yeah. <laughs> I <laughs> uh, Nintendo. They're so polarizing, and I can't wait to see what they come out with. That's gonna oh, be yeah. Here's one, little, here's one little bit of interesting news. Uh, another topic we had um minecraft uh, of course they're going to have the super ultra 4k edition minecraft for the xbox one x and that was we talked about this before i know i actually saw a great thing where they put the uh like the typical block in the ground and we're like standard minecraft minecraft 4k this is the same picture yeah but um we talked about this before how microsoft and pc was going cross-platform and trying to do that more and minecraft was going to be that first game and Nintendo with the Switch is actually going to be cross-platform with Microsoft and PC. But Sony isn't. And there isn't a lot of detail coming out of this. Um, the article we saw is from Video Game 24-7. And basically a rep from Microsoft said, we reached out and Sony refused. So hmm. I guess Sony being Sony, they uh, they don't need to play nice be- or do backwards compatible because they're winning right now and making all the money. So that's my guess. Yeah. It- <laughs> I, I have an interesting, and Jim, you can tell me if I'm completely off base. 
I think I have interesting anal- analogies for these for these systems. You got like oh, Xbox. <laughs> just 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 hear me out and tell me if I'm completely off base or not. So you got mm-hmm. Xbox. Well, let's start with Nintendo. You know the old classic. They're like the average. Like you know, I'm still like you know, I'm a 40, 50 year old now, but I can still hang with the cool crowd and I can still do things. And you know, remember me? I used to do that stuff. And they're like, oh, I can. Wait, bribe, bribe. Yeah. You probably won't get this, but for anyone who's a fan of Kids in the Hall, I'm instantly thinking of the he's hip, he's cool, he's 40 bit. So if you know what you're talking about, that's actually pretty good for Nintendo. Go on. So, yeah, they're like, oh, like, yeah, I used to do a ice party back in the day. Like, I still do stuff. Like, you know, I, I'm hanging with the young crowd. I'm still cool. And they're like, jumping, at the bar. yeah, they're like jumping on the bandwagon. The Xbox is like. Ah, that like mid twenties like came up with a good idea, but everyone still gives him shit because he still fucks up here and there. But he's like, you know, whatever. Like, why don't we all just like chill? Why don't we all go to a bar together, hang out, whatever? And PS3 is like turning into the thirties slash like mid thirties, and they're like, no, fuck you. I I was that guy, so I don't need to join you assholes. And they're just like separated by those age gaps and just those different ideals. And PCs just in the back, like. Yeah, whatever the fuck they are. I don't even know where to put them in that conundrum. But i that's kind of how I look at this situation. Like That nerd in the corner? Yeah, like, Nintendo is, of course, going to jump on the bandwagon. They're trying to relive everything, every glory. And they're like, we're, we're, still, we're still with them. PS3's like, or PlayStation's like, fuck you guys. No, we're not doing any of this. Like, we, we still have FMVs. Go fuck yourself. You know, whatever the case is. So, am I completely off with that, Jim? Um, that's not the worst analogy you've ever come up with, so I guess I can go with you there. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Listen, Jim, when I'm drinking two of these blithering idiots at 11%, you know, my mind goes places. That, that's when that's when the real genius comes out? Yeah. All right, so... Real quick, Snarkast on the chat was saying, uh, with Fallout with the mods, because Sony was very strict and it only wound up being in-game-based mods... Uh, pretty PC. The uh, biggest thing from their presentation was basically an expansion pack for XCOM 2. So besides hmm. that, they were just beating off Intel. So yeah, yeah. more highlights from E3. Hot takes. Hot takes. So the next one is uh, from our buddy Kit. Uh, yeah. Well, before we move on, is there anything else you want to say about E3, Jim? Um, in the grand scheme of things, I don't care about E3s. I can always just read up on them later. But um, I think it's just the game industry jerking itself off. But I mean, it's it's cool to have the hype machine, which always blows up in our face anyway, because it's rare when the games look like their presentation. But whatever, we'll see how it goes. I'm just happy to see Cuphead finally coming out. Yeah. All right. So next thing is from our buddy Kit, and uh, it's a, it's an or- article from Forbes, uh, which it states the Switch needs to stop selling Wii U games. <laughs> um, I just it, it's hilarious this is one of these weird situations where Jim I'll, I'll let you just give a quick descriptor of the article itself obviously I think the title stands for itself but kind of summarize what they're really trying to hit at with this basically so I think the real impetus for this came from like Pokemon was going to have this big reveal kind of thing and the big reveal was they were remaking Pokemon Sun and Moon, which has been out for a while now. Or is it black and white? I don't fucking remember. It's too many Pokemons. 
but it was kind of the thing where they did red and did red and green red and blue they did fire red and leaf green just like expanded remakes of the game and those are only coming to the 3ds and not even to switch and the only switch game that they're getting is pocket tournament dx which is basically i guess a upscaled pokemon stadium that the wii u had one of those so they're just making it prettier and putting it on the switch Kind of the same way what they did with Mario Kart 8, how you have Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Or how, if you even want to go further and say fucking Super Ultra Street Fighter 2, whatever the newest edition is, why that's, I think it's $40. Why that's goddamn $40, I'll never know. Because assholes will pay We all knew this. Yeah, it's true. I mean, we just knew this from the Switch coming into it, that it didn't have a library that was really strong outside of Zelda at release, so... It's kind of, he's basically going into how he wouldn't be surprised to see ports of like oh I think Smash Four Deluxe too or maybe Smash yeah there's rumors of Super Smash Bros Four which was on the Wii U coming to the Switch um, and he's saying he can imagine fucking like games like Pikmin Three or Tropical Freeze from Donkey Kong Country getting a port over because the Wii U actually had a ton of HD remakes of older games too it had Twilight Princess and it had majority or you know wind waker hd upscales and maybe a mario party would be coming over upscaled so he's basically saying you know it's fine that they're doing this but and it's the the upside is that switch owners a lot of them didn't have a wii u so it's a way for them to finally get the games but like you mentioned earlier it's nintendo being nintendo and making you buy games you already have again to hold you over since there aren't any fucking games for the system yeah and that's where and it's kind of that's where my fucking problem is is we just got done talking about you know xbox is allowing backwards compatibility make the goddamn switches backwards compatible with wii u game do whatever you know i don't even know if that's possible but it's figure not. out a way to do that or to, and that's a problem with nintendo you know like people it's i love media. so many nintendo games but the no one can deny the shittiness that Nintendo, as of recent, the the stuff they do is just terrible. You know, different cartridges, so you can't do this. Digital downloads of the same game a million friggin' times. The NES Classic Edition. This is just another example of that. Now, I would absolutely be fine with this, this concept, because we've just talked about that, you know, how many games get a updated HD release? Fucking Last of Us. That was a game that came out in HD, many. but that needed an, an HD update. Like, what the hell? For a PS4? Like, it, put that aside. The fact that they don't have, they're like either not spending enough time on their new games, maybe they just don't have them and they're just going to keep rehashing old shit. I don't know, but that's another shitty practice. And it's Nintendo, so Nintendo fanboys will continue to keep buying this shit so they think they can keep getting rid of it. And that's the only... I think that's the one of the biggest things that drives me crazy about Nintendo. Like, dude, you make so many great games. Either just accept the fact that you're not making new ones or stops reselling people the same shit and charging them over and over. Uh, but like, like I said, if they had said, like, here's a new Pokemon and, oh, by the way, we're also re-releasing this other one, I'd be fine with it. But the fact that they're, like, just fucking honey-dicking you with this pokemon again that's ridiculous and there's really no reason for it i'd love to see someone who justifies this shit 
I, I, I don't see the reasoning for it. Or, well, I see the reasoning. I don't see the justification, I should say. Yeah, another good point the article makes is the fact that Breath of the Wild, which is, you know, the only real reason to have a Switch right now, it was originally developed for the Wii U. Yeah. And they just decided to, you know... Luckily, they kept it on the Wii U, but they also, you know, that was a big game to get people to buy a Switch early with no features, so... Yeah, and, it's starting out of the gate with rehashes, technically. And I, I, and I thought when I was reading, I don't, I'm not, I'm going to admit it, I don't know enough about the Wii U or whatever um, versus the Switch, but these these new versions that have, you know, the Mario Kart and, and all this and this Pokemon, are they at least throwing in new modes, new gameplay? Yeah. Or is it, okay. But is it like yeah, enough, like, do you think it's justifiable? Um, uh, so I have Mario Kart 8 on the Wii U, and I didn't buy, I got it so late that there's no reason for me to buy the DLC for it, but say I eventually get a Switch down the line, then yeah, I'll pick it up, because it's got all the DLC, it's got a revamped battle mode that's closer to the old versions, has all the maps and all the characters and shit like that, so, you know, if you never played Mario Kart 8 before, I'd say, yeah, definitely get it, but... If you're a Wii U owner who had Mario Kart 8 since it came out with all the DLC, I don't really think it's a great buy unless you're a hardcore Mario Kart fan. Then again, it's a good game to play since you don't have anything else to play on the Switch. So it's kind of a catch-22 there. So is it kind of like, you know how most games... I'll throw Bethesda. The Game of the Year editions. Okay, so it's like that, except it's just right. a different system. and Hmm, okay. Yeah, I yeah mean, and I mean, I, I would just I can't imagine the graphics it, looking that different. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this then. At least are they not fucking over our people who did spend money on their Wii U and giving them, like, a upgraded version like that on the Wii U? No, 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 no. Of course not. No, the yeah. Wii U's dead to them. <laughs> they don't care about that at all anymore. Okay. So, yeah, then that just reinforces. Like, maybe if they had the, that updated version on both systems i'd be fine i'd say okay you know whatever uh if it's like game of the year editions but no if they're not doing or even or even had a sale maybe a sale on the dlc for the wii u edition or even making the dlc on the wii free now because it's been three four years and you have this new version out with it all so i don't know but yeah i mean the wii u's dead to them that didn't sell so they're just abandoning ship and milking the new guys Ah, oh, that's shitty. I mean, whatever. I would love uh, Snarcast or any of our other friends who are a little bit deeper into the gaming community to see if you guys have a better reasoning. I just, I don't think it's friggin' justifiable. I think it's ridiculous. And once again, this is a situation where I know there's a lot of Nintendo fanboys out there, obviously on Twitter. I think we're friends with a lot of them. <sighs> How do you justify respending money on that shit? Especially if you were someone who bought the Wii U and now you have a Switch. Yeah, like, I know our buddy Castle Zotz, he, um, he likes to take these really cool pictures of him playing Mario Kart on his Switch in, like, all these random places, like, in a canoe or on a mountaintop and shit like that. I don't know if he had it for the Wii U or even had a Wii U itself, but, I mean... Yeah, but like Mario you said, that, that's not even game. so much for the fact that... I'm not saying whether Mario Kart's a good game or not. I'm saying 
it's because he get, he's got nothing fucking else to play. So of course he's going to use that game as an example. Like if True. he had new games, then he could be like, "Oh, Mario Kart Nine, that's what I'm playing in a fucking canoe." But no, let me uh, spend money on that. Yeah, if he never had a Wii U, it's probably no not a big deal. Blowing it out, it's no brainer. Yeah, but like, dude, like Wii U, it was its thing. It's dead now. Fine, just don't keep rehashing games. I mean, um, this was one question I had. So. You know in, like, the Xbox Live Arcade, if you buy a game and you go to Xbox One, that game transfers over? Does... Is it the same for, like, the Nintendo... What is it called? The, like, the Nintendo Store or Wii Store? The eShop? Something like that? Yeah, so, like, if you bought a game on Wii or Wii U, does that transfer to Switch? I don't... Well, actually, there's no eShop yet on the Switch, but... Because um, they didn't implement it yet. But I know that Wii games and like the virtual console for Wii and Wii U, they didn't go cross-platform. I don't think direct downloaded games did. I know the 3DS and the Wii U and the Wii didn't talk to each other that way. So Nintendo's never had a good infrastructure for cross-platform kind of shit like that. So that kind of they reiterates... They really have dedicated user profiles, really. Yeah. So that reiterates my, my issue that... You know, at least with the Xbox 360, I bought a bunch of games. Now when I go on Xbox One, if they become backwards compatible, I don't have to rebuy it. It's available to me. Right. Um, whereas if you were on Wii and bought, whatever, Contra for the NES, and then if it's available again on Wii U, you got to now buy it again. Right. Now, now, I mean, yeah, Nintendo's been real shitty with that, so. Yeah. Well, like I said, I... I love Nintendo games. I just hate their policies as of late. But then again, that's why they're my analogy for that like 40 or 50 year old dude who like is out of time and trying to catch up and he just can't seem to fucking do it. All right. So next one is from our buddy Kit. And oh, son of a bitch. This is another hard one. But it's uh, which is better. <laughs> yeah. And I'm glad he submitted this because we didn't have one. But it's the. Nope. Ooh, the DualShock 3 or the or the 360 controller, which is better? Which... Fuck. I, I can... Let me think about this. I can pretty much say that I think either one of those could easily be the best controller ever. Uh, I think about best controllers and, like, my mind tends to go to either, like, PS2, PS3, Xbox 360, Xbox One... Or maybe the Super NES. Like, no matter how much you love NES or any of these, are like, those other controllers can suck a dick. Uh, 360 and PS3 controllers, though, especially. <sighs> Man. There's so many things, so I'll just, I'll just rattle off some things, and Jim, you can think about your answer, but... Alright, so obviously nice. the one thing PS3 kills the Xbox 360 in is the ability that it's rechargeable and wireless off the bat. That is huge. The number of times I've gone through friggin' batteries or had to buy, you know, rechargeable batteries for my 360 controller and you're in the middle of a game and it fucking dies on you, that that's so annoying. Not saying it didn't happen with PS3, but it was within the controller itself. You could rehook it and you're good to go. Um, as far as the feel, it obviously, I think, just really comes down to... Do you like your analog sticks a little closer or a little spaced out? I'm definitely partial to the fact that 
I played 360 a hell of a lot more, as we've mentioned multiple times on this podcast. Uh, Jim and I and most of our friends, we all had 360s. If you had a PS3, it was more or less probably just your Blu-ray player, and that was the biggest reason for it. Uh, Now that I have played enough PlayStation games, hmm... I'd probably have to go with the 360 controller. I think I liked a little bit of spread out with the fingers instead of having them a little too tight, like, you know, next to each other. And I think the width of the 360 controller was just a little bit better. I always felt like the triggers on the PS3 were a little bit too loose. Uh, Maybe loose isn't the right word. They were just a little too flimsy, and I felt like the 360 was a, a little bit better better put together so my choice will have to be a 360 controller yeah this is tough um because both of them really have their pros and cons uh the rechargeable battery like you said one thing you missed is the playstation's the playstation 3's d-pad is so much better than the 360's d-pad the 360 is notorious for having one of the worst d-pads in the history of time so it does, I mean, but I, guess. I mean, the only I thought about that, but the only thing I'll say is, uh, when do you use a D-pad anymore? I was going to get into that. For me, fighting games. I don't like using use the D-pad? analog stick for fighting games. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yes, I do. Huh. Even for new games. I don't, yep. I don't like the stick. I always, I mean, I grew up, what do you call it? Like, we've said it before, I've been a console game my whole life, so... I'm used to a nice, smooth D-pad to do your down-forward-ups and all those you know, special moves and shit like that. So I'm a D-pad guy when it comes to that. So the the PS3 for me, that's... I Fighting games, I play on the PS3. I have a couple for the 360, but the PS3, where is that for me? Um, I also seem, for some reason, I guess because the games are better in general, but I like sports games more on the PS3 as well. For some reason, the controller just seems to work better with games like nhl or mlb the show shit like that but outside of that i mean i like the 360 more so my vote overall will probably go to the 360 i like the triggers on the 360 a lot more than the triggers on the um the ps3 they seemed a little too mushy for me so i guess overall i would go xbox 360 controller but the ps3 controllers definitely has its strong suits but honestly both are great controllers you're not going to go wrong either way and that's why I said, like, if if we were ever making a list of best controllers, I think those are neck and neck. Like, they're one and two or whatever. You can't really argue how well they feel in your hands. How Like, you know, when we switched over to Xbox One, I remember, like, I'm, I'm using it now and I'm used to it. But I remember, like, oh, this feels a little different from the 360. Like, it's, like, a little fatter or whatever. That uh, the triggers at the top felt a little different. There was just something about the 360 and PS3, man. They just they hit the friggin' nail on the head. So, yeah, that 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 is a really tough. Which is better? And you know, Jim and I, I can admit it, and I'm sure Jim will. Like I said, we're both definitely biased because we've played the 360 a hell of a lot more. And to Jim's oh, point, yeah. there are games I definitely would prefer to play on PS3, especially. Uh, single player games like if i'm not playing with my buddies uh i tend to like the experience a little better on the ps3 so yeah uh that that's also another thing 
games that like kind of I want to say grew up in say the PS2 era, when they moved over, like say for here's an example, Devil May Cry 4. That was a PlayStation exclusive franchise until it hit the 360 and PS3 era, and it felt a little weird playing that kind of game with a Xbox 360 controller. So I'll definitely be there with you where I guess almost if you're used to a certain kind of style and then you move to a different one, it just doesn't translate as well, I think. Yeah, perfect example of that, the Resident Evil games. Uh, oh, yeah. You know, they did the remakes for Xbox One and all... And I played it. I always felt like, man, this just feels a little weird. Uh, <clears throat> before those two, it was without a doubt PS2 controller. Something about that I, I still think is probably maybe the best controller ever. But then, obviously, like I said, 360, PS3 came along. But when PS2 came out, like that just, I don't know, it just felt like right, if that makes sense. Um, games just... I felt flowed better. I, I don't know. I can't describe it. So, yeah. That's an awesome question. Thank you once again, Kit. Like, <laughs> Great, that, which is better, you son of a bitch. Yeah, that's tough as shit, but <laughs> I like it. So, All right, uh, before we log out, um, Brad, do you have a gem of the week? <sighs> hmm. Ooh, I did not think about that. Uh, Jim, look. You tell us yours, and I'm gonna look for mine. <laughs> All right. Um, mine's gonna be a game that I rented a lot as a kid, and I remember it having a shitload of hype. Um, it was on the back of like all the Sega Genesis manuals, and was in a lot of the insert uh, calendars. Well, not calendars, posters and shit. And it's a little shooter called Subterranea, which to this day has some of the coolest cover art I've ever seen in a game. It's a kind of a free-roaming shooter kind of game, and it's fun. For some reason, it's another one along the lines of Eternal Champions that they hyped the shit out of, and it kind of just wound up being a mediocre to decent game. Like, it's not the best game around, but it's a lot of fun, and it's one of those that you can still get for extremely cheap. I paid... I just got it again recently, and I paid five bucks for it with a case. So, if you see it out in the wild, and you can get it for five bucks or below, it's definitely a fun... You won't... It's not a waste of time. You'll definitely enjoy your time with it, but don't go in expecting the best shooter ever, but it's a fun little spaceship shooter. <laughs> and Mayan Jim is going to piss you off to no end. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I have to go with the X-Men Legends 2 Rise of Apocalypse. <laughs> you mother, you motherfucker. <laughs> you piece of shit son of a bitch. We're telling this story. We're telling this All goddamn right, story. First, you can first do let it. me get through it. So, okay. Um, for uh, those of you who don't know... This is arguably one of the best X-Men games. I, I can't think of all yeah, it off is. the top of my head. It is, isn't it? It's a great game. Um, what, I don't even, what would you consider the style? Like, team-based action? You know what it is? It's like, it's a, it's a beat-em-up with RPG elements. That's really what no, it is. You, you know what? No, I think I know. Yeah, it's like that, but it's also a... Uh, also like, kind of like Diablo-y, too. Yeah, it's like a team tactical... To sum it up, essentially, you control a group of X-Men, and you go through, sometimes they're individual, but you go through you go through the levels, which are really well-constructed, a pretty awesome storyline, and you can upgrade individuals with different pieces of equipment or whatever. Um, it, it was spawned from the X-Men Legends game. 
it would be the engine that was set for Marvel Alliance, Ultimate Alliance and Ultimate Alliance 2. And it's just a really fun series of games. The second one is clearly better than the first one. And yep. the reason why this pisses Jim off is back in college, uh, probably our freshman or sophomore year, uh, mm-hmm. we played a little bit. And I was like, oh, let me borrow this. Because between the two of us, I play more games. Jim just collects better games. Um, no, I but you motherfucker. I played. I played a shitload of games back then. Yeah, back then. But I'm now, saying, now you do. Now you do. But uh, no, I played it. I played it so. I played it multiple times at this point. It's just one of those games that that I borrowed from Jim, and he's like, "God damn it! When am I gonna get that back?" I'm like, "You're not even gonna play. You have a million games that you don't even play." So, I figured it has better use with me. So Jim is uh, you motherfucker. Jim is still mad. Brand new but, Christmas, I got it. Go on. Well, it's not that brand new. I still the sticker's still on it, Jim. It was brand new when I had it. No, don't you fucking. You it know what happened to that game? It's a used game, Jim. Let's let's, uh, let's not let's not say it's brand new. So oh shit, but, no, 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 no. It's a great game, and it's one that honestly, oh, if you're X Men fan, Brian, my internet's Marvel crapping fan, out right now. Just a general like kind of God just damn it, more interesting rpg actionist it's a real unique style and you know when you play it uh, shit, they shit, said shit, marvel shit. did a few games after that that set the tone so it's a game right, that's really again? fun to play um yeah that's definitely my gem of the week <laughs> i cut out there i cut out there for all the last five minutes because my controller turned off so did did you tell them how you let Juan borrow it and then he sold his collection and then I lost my goddamn game and never got it back? Did you mention that part? I don't remember that. Oh uh, Yeah, that's it, what happened to it, because you rebought it later. Oh, right. that's why I had the used. Okay, so yeah, Jim cut yeah. it. So Okay, then to sum that back up. Um Yeah, you did dick sucking son of a bitch. <laughs> I did borrow from Jim, but our friend Juan well, my best friend Juan, uh, I guess I let him borrow it. He sold his game collection, just happened to have Jim's game. So, really, it's not my fault. <laughs> oh, it's your goddamn fault. Just handing so, my shit out willy-nilly. Then, then this one is mine, the one that, that was bought for apparently seventeen ninety nine from EB Games, if you guys remember fucking EB. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I eventually got it again for the fucking, for the original Xbox, but it's not my copy. Oh, wah. It's not my God damn right, wah. It doesn't have the original. <laughs> I don't Fucking dedicate co- my life to all this useless fu- fucking, fucking plastic Fucking collector me, mentalities. To not take care of my goddamn shit. All that matters if Fuck you, you play collector mentality. You, that's all you have, Jim, is collector's mentality. All that matters, did you play the game? Did you enjoy it? Do you have it now? There you go. No, I don't yeah. have it now. I thought you said you rebought it. Yeah, for a different console, but it's not my copy. Oh my god, you're so uh, goddamn cuck. Anyway, <laughs> enough with that uh, goddamn collector. That goddamn collector's mentality. It's not my copy. I mean, is that the one I jerked off on when I was bit bit? <laughs> oh, speaking of jerking off. Oh god. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You might... <laughs> yeah, you son of a bitch. So right. anyone who's, <sighs> I'm gonna it's I'm gonna tell story. this. So Jim and Give I Give me a bridge version because we already did a video on this. We've covered this in another one. Jim just posted a video of his little TV that broke. Uh, what was that? 13 inch TV. Panasonic or some shit. Um, Sharp. He brought that to college with him 
and him and a few of our other buddies lived together. I had the pleasure of one day staying over one of the nights and I had to piss. Jim's room was kind of in the middle of everybody because, let's face it, he wasn't the one getting laid <laughs> in that group. <laughs> so they knew they could kind of have him as the pass-through. I start opening a goddamn giant door to his room. All of a sudden, he has that awkward, oh, hey, what's going on, man? And I knew right away, like, something was weird. And he stops me at the door, like, just from talking to me. And I'm like, yo, I just have to pee. He's like, oh, okay. I open the door. His TV's on one side. He's in his bed. There's a controller leading to his bed. But the TV is now off. And I was like, like, what are you doing? He's like, oh, you know, just like playing God of War. I was like, what? Like, God, why is your TV off then? Knowing fully, he's just sitting there jacking it. Um, and the worst part is he's jacking it to free porn he found in New York from a goddamn magazine. So it was a shitty little... It came with a magazine I paid for, I'll have you know. And this is the worst part. We're not talking club, club, fucking... Best of club. It would be fine if this was a story from like 1997. This is fucking 2009, <laughs> 2008. Internet's Seven available. Eight, something like that. He could easily just be on his laptop, but no. He's got to jerk off to his goddamn free porn that he found in this, this goddamn magazine. So I go to the bathroom, come upstairs, TV's off, he's still sitting up. He goes to fucking shake my hand. I'm like, no, I'm not shaking your hand. I know what the hell you were doing. And I just hope he went to bed that night in full shame. Nah, to be honest, it's not that much shame when it comes to me. <laughs> Let's be honest here. The Jim <laughs> Shane stories. Yeah. Uh, there's been worse. So. But yeah, yeah so, his, so that, that TV, TV died. A lot of memories. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of memories with that TV. And yeah, after 15-some years, pressing, pressing F to pay respects, it finally crapped out on me. Good riddance. That goddamn TV. Good riddance. Nothing. <laughs> I shed a tear. Oh, of course did. the garbage guy of course the fucking garbage guy didn't take it today either he was still sitting on my goddamn curb of course so I gotta wait until next week and keep it there stop being such a plebe <laughs> don't you plebe me so yeah that's yeah. the old jerk off story uh -huh. alright Jim so now let's hear your uh, your take on your beer alright I actually had two beers during the recording of this so the first one was my Sakoni Creek, the um, Chocolate Goddamn it. Cockney. And yeah, it was pretty good. Nice, hefty mouthfeel. You could taste the hints of chocolate and cherry in it. Um, didn't really leave much of an aftertaste. Uh, pretty smooth feeling for how thick it was. Didn't even 8%. It didn't give me, as one beer, it didn't give me any crazy buzz or anything, but it was a good beer. Um, if you get a random sixer at a beer store, I would say definitely throw that in there. My second one was the Cage Rattler from Victory, and comes with a refreshing blend of lager and citrus. And this one was nice and refreshing. It had a nice uh, medium mouthfeel, but definitely could taste the lemon in it. And after that kind of more savory chocolate cherry one, it was nice to have kind of a brighter beer to wash it out with. So both of them, I would say give a shot if you've never had them before. They were pretty tasty. Yeah, and as far as the Blithering Idiot... Uh strong as shit i'm obviously finishing my second one at 11 percent. i'm definitely feeling it i didn't i had dinner at like six so yeah i'm i'm feeling the shit out of these beers really good if you ever had a barley wine you just know they're a little boozy but this one is really smooth and weyerbacher 
they seem to do their stronger beer beers even better than the regular so if you see it out buy it or if the the variety case which is what i have with all their strong beers is available you should give it a try if you like strong beers but if you're a lightweight this is not going to be the beer for you so all right guys well thank you all for listening if you're listening on itunes or download from the website we really appreciate it if you're watching on youtube leave us comments below let us know what you think always send us questions we're always willing to answer it and as always guys cheers Cheers, guys. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes. Yes. <laughs>